It's 11 minutes before the hour. You're listening to Raven Radio, KCAW in Sitka. Today is Tuesday, June 6, 2023. I'm Robert Woolsey, and this is Raven News. A nine-year-old has won first prize and $10,000 in the Sitka Salmon Derby after landing a 32-and-a-half-pound king. Second and third place went to an 11- and 15-year-old, respectively. And it's not necessarily beginner's luck that put these kids on top. Some of them have been in the Derby for years. John McCrayan has been chairman of the Sitka Salmon Derby for 23 years. He says there were at least three former champions fishing this year whose combined ages may come in somewhere north of 240 years. This year, the top three places were claimed by anglers whose combined ages total 35 years. McCrayan is not bothered by this in the least. Well, it's exciting. It gets some, uh, no pun intended, it gets them hooked. Nine-year-old Caleb Gray's 32-and-a-half-pound salmon held the lead all through fishing the second weekend of the Derby, and that's no fluke. Gray also is the total weight leader for the Derby, bringing in just under 209 pounds of king salmon over five days of fishing. McCrayan let Gray hold the horn that would signal the end of the Derby Sunday night, With eight minutes to spare, a boat pulled into the derby barge and landed a fish that was quite obviously smaller than Gray's 32-pounder. McCrayan nevertheless called out 47-5 just to see Gray's reaction. And you should have seen the look on his face. He knew that that number was bigger than his, and he didn't know if he should cry or (laughs) or what. And then he looked over at his dad, Kenny, who was leaning against the nice chest, and his expression was about the same... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so I got them both. McCrayan is a big bear of a man, and playing with the kids in the derby comes easily to him. But they have played him, too. Three years ago, at the end of his 20th season, he was stopped in his big bear tracks by a child named Piper Vaughn. I was going to announce at the ceremony that I was retiring, that it was time for new management to come in, and then Piper comes up with a picture that she had colored of her fish hanging on the scale and a thank you at the bottom with kisses, you know, and I, all right, I can't do this. Third place finisher Riley Bernhardt began her derby career in a similar fashion to Caleb Gray, entering her first salmon as a six-year-old, the derby minimum. Now a teen, she is the second highest in total pounds landed at 185, and one of her kings was the third largest in the derby at 29 and a half pounds. Again, these numbers point to years of experience, not luck. McCrayan says Bernhardt knows her way around the leaderboard. So I think she's now 16 or 17, and, uh, you know, she has her, she she was down there at the barge telling her dad, just calm down, I've got to, you know, she was holding her her fish up and wanted pictures, and she wanted them a certain way, and (laughs) he was griping about how long it was taking, and, He just uh, put him in his place, and this is my time. You just wait. Bernhardt will win a pot puller worth $2,000 for her third-place king, as well as a variety of cash prizes for high weight and largest fish of the day. The second-largest fish in the derby was landed by 11-year-old Jack Haley at just under 32 pounds, and he'll claim $5,000 in prize money. Haley also brought in the third most poundage right behind Bernhardt at 162 total pounds. 11 is the perfect age to be distracted by the State Division I high school baseball tournament, which was held over the same weekend in Sitka. 
But McCrayan has first-person evidence to the contrary. Mike White, who's been in the Derby for years, he was with Mike Svensson down at Goddard this year helping. And I guess he was asking all the kids down there, would they rather play baseball or go fishing? And after a couple minutes of thought, they, most of them said they'd rather be fishing. McCrayan says he's unsure whether this year's large purse will continue into the future. Several generous families and businesses contributed to the increase in prize money. And the final numbers have yet to be crunched. In all, 490 fish were turned in by 155 people over the five days of fishing. Proceeds from the sale of the salmon benefit the Sitka Sportsmen's Association's scholarship fund, its educational programs, and Sitka High's state champion shooting league, the Shore Shots. During most of May, red dresses and other red clothing hung from trees around Ward Lake near Ketchikan. They were symbols of missing and murdered indigenous people from southern southeast. But as KRBD's Reagan Miller reports, almost 50 of them disappeared, and some have turned up buried or near pipes around the trail. Dozens of red clothes, some trailing adult-sized gowns, some child-sized frilly frocks, swayed from trees all around Ward Lake in May. They're a tangible reminder of real lives lost, each one representing indigenous people who were murdered or are still missing. But then, most of them disappeared before they were due to be taken down. It's, it's just disrespectful. Michael Toole is the Victim Services Program Coordinator for the local tribe, Ketchikan Indian Community. That's a terrible way to, to discount the, the reality of, of the lives of some of these people who are missing relatives who haven't received justice. Tool says he checked on the dresses in mid-May. The tribe held a permit to hang the dresses through the end of the month. That's according to a U.S. Forest Service spokesperson. And uh, there had been some that were, uh, you know, weathered. I mean, the weather was uh, uh, off and on a uh, mixed bag with, with rain and wind, and, and some were tattered, but certainly none that I recall being missing. There were 60 garments hung as part of the installation. When staff went back to take them down late last month, most of them were gone. The tribe checked in with Alaska State Troopers and the Forest Service, but they didn't know what had happened to the dresses. There was outcry on social media. The tribe's council issued a statement condemning what they called, quote, a hurtful and disrespectful act that undermines the efforts to bring understanding and raise awareness about the MMIP epidemic. They asked anyone with information to contact local law enforcement, but also to contact the tribe and learn more about the epidemic. Some of the dresses have started to turn up in the past few days. Pictures of wet, crumpled dresses appeared on social media. A number of these dresses had been collected and uh, discarded off the trail and uh, covered up next to a, a culvert there. Gloria Burns is Ketchikan Indian Community's vice president and the chair of the Social Services Committee. They've been found in the lake vicinity, just, you know, back, um, almost like they were stuffed into the, the drain pipe. Burns says the act left her with a deep feeling of sorrow. She says it felt like a, quote, intentional, almost vicious attack. Burns says that the tribe staff hung the dresses with remembrance and intention, trying to make it what she called a safe space. And so when you're going through that process of trying to create a safe space, 
and then it's intentionally made unsafe, it, it feels very much like a violation. And I think, you know, the hard part is that um, missing and murdered indigenous people has been happening since colonization. We really don't talk about it. You know, we haven't uh, we haven't really spoke those, you know, to the outside community. The Tribal Council encourages all Ketchikan residents to reach out to Ketchikan Indian community and learn more about the MMIP crisis. Burns also hopes that whoever removed the clothing talks to someone and tries to understand why they did it. In Ketchikan, I'm Reagan Miller. The Alaska State Commission for Human Rights has scheduled a public hearing for a human rights complaint regarding the use of tribal IDs. The complaint relates to a 2020 incident when a sign posted at Juno's Fred Meyer stated that tribal IDs would not be accepted for tobacco and alcohol sales. Jamie Ann Saethan Hazelquist filed the complaint after an elder called her and told her about the signs. He was really shook up and um, said that it reminded him of those days when signs were posted. She said the elder was referring to the period before Alaska passed the Anti-Discrimination Act of 1945 when Juneau businesses would post signs that said, No Natives Allowed, No Dogs, No Natives, and We Cater to White Trade Only. City and Borough of Juneau Assemblymember Wahal Gidak Barbara Blake said that tribal IDs should be valid for any purpose that any other government-issued identification can be used for. People don't understand that the tribes are a sovereign entity, that they actually have uh, governing authority within the state of Alaska and within the United States of America, that their inherent authority predates the United States of America, predates the, the state of Alaska or any constitution for the state or for the United States of America. Fred Meyer eventually took the signs down, but Hasselquist said Fred Meyer's action caused harm to the community, so she submitted a complaint to the Alaska State Commission for Human Rights. She says she wants to make sure that Fred Meyer will offer education and training to make sure this won't happen again. And they um, have to integrate um, civil rights and anti-discrimination into their policy to teach their employees that that is not okay to hang signs like that, that um, it's discrimination. She wants that education to include Alaska Native civil rights advocate Elizabeth Paradovich and the history of Alaska's own anti-discrimination movements. The Central Council of Lingit and Haida Indian Tribes of Alaska issues IDs for tribal members. Their website lays out what the cards can be used for and gives advice for what people should do if their ID is rejected. The State Office of Administrative Hearings has scheduled the hearing for October 9th. Neither Fred Meyer nor its parent company, Kroger, responded to requests for comment. I'm Robert Woolsey, and this has been Raven News.